dangerous, vicious, enormous, life-threatening. This put in context the reference to one of the biggest hurricanes to hit the United States. With winds reaching over 100 miles per hour, storm surge bringing in over nine feet of water, Hurricane Florence was focused on an unpreventable path of destruction. And it just so happened my city was dead in the center. Hurricane Florence is making landfall after thrashing the Carolinas all night long with devastating flooding and damaging winds. One of the hardest hit areas so far is Newburn, where this morning around 150 people awaited rescue after more than 10 feet of powerful storm surge flooded the town. This is a live look in Newburn as the water has really overtaken this. Forecasters are warning that Florence's storm surge is life-threatening and will be even worse at high tide later this morning. Uh, uh, Dana, it's my understanding that, that all this water has come right up the river and just inundated your town. We have about, we've had about 10 and a it's gone down some now. The concern is we're waiting to see what happens with uh, the, the tide at about 1 o'clock. Many of these residents have had to seek higher areas, and that means some are in their attics and some are on their roofs. And we have power lines already down, and we are still trying to rescue about 150 residents that um, did not evacuate, and we are now going in with with uh, water rescues to, to get these folks to to a shelter. An evacuation, get in a shelter or go west of I-95 and, and get out of this storm. Well, we need we need America's prayers and um, we just need to, um, you know, work through this. A small city of 30,000 residents witnessed torments they never seen before. As rivers flooded, winds hurled, and streets crumbled as the slow-moving monster consumed the victims. Although news reporters called it the storm of the century, no one could imagine waking up and seeing their houses, cars, and other necessities underwater. Few criticize people that stayed in hopes of the best, but when you're flirting with poverty or Newburn is all you know, where else is it to go? This once-in-a-lifetime experience has broken many hearts as they witness the aftermath and seen little that remained. But more importantly, Hurricane Florence caused the city to come together and provide nurture and help for those that desperately needed it. Many local heroes stepped up to the plate and gave their last to support a community that taught them everything. From donations, cleanups, and community events, residents collabed to help restore many from this unfortunate event. Carrying the devastation, the turmoil, and the emotions on our backs. We show the world the true definition of what it takes to be New Burn Strong. Today's guest, Robert Gaylor, is known around the city as the weatherman. Robert and I will talk about the effects of the hurricane and how this hurricane became a nightmare. Highlighting his fortune, Rob consistently gave up-to-date coverage on his social media outlets during, before, and even after Hurricane Florence, educating people on the current situation and ways to put themselves in a better position. You see, currently living in Georgia didn't stop him from being there for his friends and family. And he made an, an obligation to be a beacon of hope while many face danger. Stories like this shows the humanity we need in order to make the world stronger. Not looking for credit, just simply doing what's right. You'll listen to Burn Notice Podcast. Let's start the show.
jam cold. I think I'm getting it, spitting sicker than common codes. Let me off the leash, I gotta let them know. Rally and see, I'm ticking, I think I'm finna blow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Burn Notice Podcast. Uh, this episode is going to be dedicated just for uh, New Bern, uh, not just New Bern, but Craven County and the whole North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, uh, that was impacted by Hurricane Florence. Now, if you guys don't know about Hurricane Florence, Hurricane Florence was considered the storm of the century. Uh, it actually impacted all three states, uh, and it, it, it was something that was uh, shocking, uh, something that was monumental. Um, uh, before I even say anything else, I happened to bring along uh, a guy that was actually living in Georgia, but uh, he touched so many in North Carolina uh, and doing everything he can to keep everybody up to date. Uh, they call him uh, Storm Trooper, <laughs> Storm Tracker. <laughs> they call so, so Rob uh, actually gave up the date information. You thought that the news channel TV Twelve News Twelve was giving you up to date, but Rob was actually on social media. He was everywhere doing Facebook Live, on Instagram, on Twitter, just giving everybody up to date information. And it was some information that he got that people still asking, like, "How did you get that?" Yeah, you know, I got my sources though. Deep in it. I ain't nosy or nothing, but you know I'm deep with the weather though. I'm deep with it. So Rob, tell me a little bit about uh Hurricane Florence and why was it considered the biggest storm of the century? Why was that Florence? Yeah, she was tripping, you know. She was out there. People don't even realize because they don't watch the news and they'll be in the weather like that. But Florence actually gained her name all the way back on August the 30th or the 29th. It was like two weeks ago. I can't remember the exact date. But, you know, she started out just a tropical wave. They said that she wasn't going to affect land and all this, you know. But then she began to have another path. And her path showed that she was going to cause major effects to the East Coast. Florence was a different kind of storm. You know, we dealt with plenty of storms, and we dealt with storms that was more of a like of of an impact far as wind wise. But Florence was a rain and a flooding storm. You know what I'm saying? Like Florence came in at a whole different level. Like Florence went over the Atlantic, and as she went over the Atlantic, she gained nothing but a whole bunch of moisture, moisture moving in for two weeks. And she did nothing but intensify the whole time. So, you know, that's one thing that made it the storm of the century, you know. Obviously, when you hear that uh, a Category 5 is headed to North Carolina, I don't watch the weather that much, but that'll make you turn on the damn channel just to look at it. But one thing that I did see uh, was that the storm was actually moving slow as hell. Yeah, like, it know. was going, what, three miles per so, hour? Yeah, that's the weird part. When she came off the coast of Africa, she actually was a speedy-ass storm. Like, she got she got on by the business. She came over real quick, got in the Atlantic Basin. She slowed down. Then she sped back up. And when she sped back up, that's when she started coming to the path of the Carolinas. The problem that we had with it, we had no high pressure. And I don't mean to sound like a meteorologist, but I do just study it this, mo this much. But we had no high pressure to push out. So once she got near the coast, she just started to lose her steering and it just slowed her down and like it dumped all the moisture that she collected coming across the Atlantic Ocean. So like that was very significant. If y'all can date back to like last year when we all seen the pictures of Harvey and all that, that's the exact same thing that happened with Harvey. Harvey wasn't no um, category four, category five hurricane. She came in as a category three. It was just the fact that when Harvey got over Houston, it stalled and it rained for three days. It was a tropical storm just dumping rain, dumping rain. Kind of like the same thing that happened with Florence. It made landfall at a category two. And what people were starting to think is, okay, since it's not a category five, it's not going to be as devastating. So why, why, what, what made 
category two? What what made it still so devastating? Because it's tied into the, the wind, the speed of the wind. But what what else is it that made it so uh, so devastating? All right, so Pete, this the Sapphire Simpson scale that was created years ago, and that's how hard I go with it on you. You feel me? That's what categorizes a storm. It's by the scale with the winds, like. The winds isn't the most important part of a storm is when you're living on a coast. New Bern, North Carolina is like, um, take a guess, probably like 20 miles inland from Atlanta Ocean if I would just take a guess on it. So that's a whole different story when you're talking about any kind of tropical cyclone. When a hurricane start coming in, they measure the winds, and really that's the main big thing that you see across the TV, and especially when you're not really into storms, all you really think about is, okay, it's a Category 5, it's a big thing. Category 4, oh, it's getting a little smaller. Category 3, oh, we might make this. Category 2, that's not, you know, you think about it like a levels of a fan. Like, yeah. As you cut the fan down, everything will get better. But it ain't always about that. It's about what different elements that that storm can bring. Like, is it slow? How much moisture that it has in it, you know when 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 they kept when they kept um bringing down the category, bringing down the category, the 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 prediction of the forecast never changed, and that's what I started stressing people about. When I got into the storm was last Sunday. It didn't make landfall until Thursday morning, but they were stressing the fact of how this was a category four storm, and they do believe that it will decrease down to a category two, but they don't see no speed with it. And that was the big problem. I didn't care about the category. I knew that in New Bern, North Carolina, we ain't got nothing but bodies of water surrounding us. We can't deal with three days of rain like Houston dealt with. And then remember, Houston is a coastal city. They not surrounded by nothing but bodies of water. They just have the coast by them. And it done that to them. So real quick, just just back up a little bit. So New New Bern, um, we have bodies of water around it. So it's a not peninsula. just a coast. It's yeah. kind of uh, like a peninsula. Yeah, we stick uh, out in bodies of water. We got what? We got Trent. Trent River. We, and the, we got the Trent River. We and got the River we got Pamplico Sound too. Yeah, the Trent River and the Newsome River meet in New Bern, and they run into the Pamplico Sound, which runs into the ocean. What what made it hit so hard was it was those flooding around it as well. So it was flooding. Deep in New Bern as well, pushing right? It wasn't just in one yeah. side; it you was had, actually you pushing had it in. Rain falling, which is adding up. Then you had winds blowing from the ocean, which is pushing the water in. And then you had the rivers trying to flow from inland where the rain falling at, which is crashing with the ocean water. So you ain't got nothing but water just piling up, piling up, piling up. And when you say two rivers meet, that's the basin of a river. So New Bern ain't nothing but a big bucket where two rivers meet at. Like, it ain't no joke. When they say twin rivers, that's a real thing. Like, Noose River and Trent River, they're twin rivers that sit right beside each other. So what made it so nervous about uh, when I seen it firsthand and it finally just like oh it's like this has to be serious it, it, it was already flooding hours before the storm even hit mm-hmm. so like union point uh union point was flooded like yeah. and it even it didn't even the it was what that was early in the day and it was planning on hitting at night yeah. the hurricane so that was what that's what made it so nerve-wracking and now you got the the hurricane that hit the city and now it's piling on so much rain uh and we got pictures for days that there's so many people that's impacted it looks like uh, almost a million people are without power still um what made like what gave you the idea to before this even started what gave you the idea to just become like that that catalyst or that that person that go-to person to give like information through social media because you was on live each every day i was you was as hell sitting you was sending pictures you was sending everything what made you want to do that so look right i started seeing the warnings just like y'all was seeing them 
But one, you know, like my, my everybody joked me because I watch the news twenty four seven and I watch weather twenty four seven. Yeah, you do, you shelling. <laughs> but I was seeing the reports just like y'all was saying, but it was just something different because they were just wearing it out. I'm like, yo, let me look into this. So when I started looking into it, and you know, I'm realizing that it's another hurricane heading to North Carolina, which we have dealt with plenty of times. But I'm like, yo, this one a little bit different because the same kind of maps that they were sending out for Harvey and the same kind of warnings that they sent out for Katrina was the same kind of warnings that they were already sending out from my hometown and i'm like yo do you know how many people died doing stuff like that and doing those disasters i'm like yo i cannot let this be my hometown so that's when i just went i went into full um full alert i'm like i don't care how nobody look at me i know the first thing gonna say is who robert think he is he ain't no other man he ain't this but at the end of the day i got a voice and i feel like some people do listen to me you know what i'm saying so i'm like yo if i could say one person that'd make me feel better so i just jumped into full action i'm like yo let's get it i started going live on sunday yo get your groceries up go ahead do what you got to do do this do that make sure you prepare Monday when they went to the evacuation order I started letting people know get out we started putting out resources I, I ain't do everything by myself I had an abundance of help like people were hitting me up in my inbox they felt like I was the messenger to people so people were sending me different info sources this and that and we were just getting the word out there getting the word out there like I knew this was going to be serious like I felt it it was just something on me that was like Robert help your people out like I don't know it was just something came over me bro so as you can see it, Robert transformed into the OG of the weather uh of the weather so he was kind of like our uh newborn aquaman so you was like the newborn aquaman you knew, knew what the weather was like yeah, and you was trying to let people know so uh it was just some people that decided on just staying uh so which brings to the next question why why was it so many people and this is a question that you have to think on why did so many people just decided on staying and and just riding it out before we even mention anything about the people that stayed let me first give a huge shout out to all the first responders that risked their lives and left their family to help the ones that did stay. Because that's something that people really don't consider in storms and that's something that you really gotta be grateful for because they got families the same way you got families. So I needed to throw that out there before I even mention about the people that stay. You know, evacuation is really a privilege and everybody can't do that. It's many people that don't have vehicles. It's many people that don't have family. It's many people that don't have funds to even think about going 10 miles outside of the city. You know what I'm saying? And that's definitely understood. These people are trained now, these weathermen, these officials, these city's officials, governors and all that, they are trained to look into storms and look into disasters before they come. Like, this is stuff that they prepare for after having big disasters like beforehand, you know, Harvey and Katrina and all that. So when they start putting the word out there, that's why they throw in the extra stuff like state of emergency so the resources can be there. Don't be a fool. When people give you these numbers and say, get out, it's free, catch the bus, they got shelters, they got this. Sometimes you got to take heed and you got to go. They're not saying it for no reason. You know, like, you jeopardize so many other people's lives just by being the one selfish person that decided to stay. And I know that you cannot evacuate a city of 30,000 people and just expect for the city to be at a zero capacity just like that. But it was way more people that stayed than people that left. And that put so many more people in lives in jeopardy. Like, that's the reason why we really made the news. Like, y'all want to keep it 100. The reason why New Bern was such a big deal and made CNN and other channel and all that, which people are so happy about. And me personally, I'm not happy about being the city that's known that flooded. But if that's what others are happy about, we made it because it was 500 people that had to be rescued. That's the reason why we made the news. And that's almost an embarrassment. Like, y'all get mad when you see people come in like, oh, you should have left and you should have done this. It's the truth. Like, 
you're making other people jeopardize their life. Like, take heed of some things they tell you sometimes. You got to pay attention. I mean, I understand. I, I understand why making making the news on that instance could be a, a bit of an embarrassment but it's also a silver lining because it was a New Bern is a small town and, and to get a national exposure like it was uh, some instances where people are reaching out from Japan I heard that uh, Bro, people were reaching out from Tokyo to Torrance Williams uh, I first one somebody that from Nigeria I can give proof she posts on my Facebook and everything from Nigeria that told me that he just seen on his news channel he actually wanted to video chat with me so he can get more information about it because he's a journalist for a newspaper in Nigeria I'm like, yo, I ain't even that serious into it. Yeah, bro. so like, even, even so, it, it was kind of like a, a gift and a curse. Like the curse was that we had people that stayed, and we we want to know why because it was it was told a couple of days before, or, or weeks before that, hey, you might need to leave out, but. It also opened up an opportunity to get more exposure to New Bern on a platform and to help each other out. Um, and, and honestly, I think that the the hurricane brought a lot of people closer Amazing. together. Like it was closer together, and you seen where the heart was and the character. Like people are willing to help out. Amazing. People want to do as much as they can to make sure that they like, they I can. The most stubborn people that never have a voice that you know probably are amazing people that but just shelter themselves. Like with speaking up and really saving people's lives and all, man, it was the most amazing feeling. Like I was sick on the inside because seeing all the devastation really just done a toll on me. But at the same time, my heart was just glowing. Like I couldn't do nothing but be happy with just, I don't know, just seeing my loved ones and people that I haven't seen in years doing like jumping into action. People that was thousand miles away that, you know, it was just amazing. It was a good feeling. This one time when I can honestly say that I'm proud to be a New Bernian. People always, wherever I go, it's, it's like, where's New Bern? Like, what is New Bern? Now, when you say that you're from New Bern, it seems like everybody knows the city now. No matter where you go, everybody knows New Bern because New Bern has, I think, is one of the hardest cities that was hit. Uh, yeah, it actually was the hardest city. Wilmington dealt with a lot of winds and stuff, and Wilmington has a lot of damage. But far as the water, and which people, you know, it is the water damage that really take that ticket up when they go to out to assess the damage and all that. So, like, New Bern was actually the hardest hit area out of the whole Hurricane Florence. Definitely not to to leave out uh, places like Moorhead and Havelock. We praying for them and, too. and Pamplico because those areas were definitely praying. It got hit hard. Trenton, uh, oh my God, the Trenton, Trenton was, was bad. Yeah, I seen that. Trenton was bad and it's, it's just so many other Myrtle spots Beach. that's going to continue to flood because it's not over even though that the storm has c technically passed the flooding part is, is going to be one of the biggest things too so Fayetteville. big yeah big alerts out on Fayetteville and Charlotte uh, those areas uh, just watch out for flooding but yeah I mean this is a, a big ass hurricane like this was a big ass it's hurricane the storm may come but it don't last forever that sounds like a a, a a church quote. You heard what heard I said. From the choir. That grew up in that Baptist church. Y'all already know what I'm talking about. Your grandma told you that every time you got sad and wanted to cry, your grandma done told you that. And what I want to say is, remember, man, that Little Wayne song. What am I gonna be? Yeah, yeah, ain't never made you feel good after uh, what you call it. Nah, you crazy, boy. I'm gonna play that song at the end of this song, and it's gonna just inspire a lot of people to just get up and donate. We good on that. We good. Now nah, we ain't gonna do the choir junk though, because we ain't trying to get over here in that fighting temptation. But to move forward, uh. 
it was what Thursday, Friday, uh, and you were seeing uh, news channels uh, just like showing the devastation that was going on through New Bern. What were some ways that you communicated to the people that was in the city? Because obviously it was they were running out of power. Uh, they only had phones. They couldn't watch TV or anything. What were some ways that you you did to communicate? Boy, New Bern loved Facebook. And Facebook was the number one thing. Yeah, New Facebook was lit. Facebook, Facebook was lit. Facebook was going crazy. But look, though, this one time when I could actually say that the energy on Facebook was actually done and, I mean, used for something positive. Like, seeing, I mean, it was people that was that needed to be rescued. Like, we were putting it up there. Two minutes later, it had 200 shares. You know what I mean? What that mean, it's really getting the word out there. Like, Hell yeah. these people were getting saved. Like, that mess was amazing, seeing people come together. It were people that I ain't never even heard of that were getting the word out there about my loved ones. I was getting the word out there about their loved ones. Like, that was one of my biggest outlets was Facebook. The city really done their thing, too, because the city was very prompt. Everything that was going on, they made sure they released state. Official city statements and all this. Big shout out to Roy Cooper. Yeah, big shout out to Roy Cooper. And I don't care what nobody say. Big shout out to Dana Outlaw. He done his thing. He out there. Dana was all right. Yeah, Dana, Dana was cool. Look, big shout outs to the government right now. As much as we don't like that big Dorito face that's in office, the government is showing up right now. They doing what they supposed to do. And we gonna see what the aftermath. Who was it? Cajun? Was it Cajun Navy? Yeah, Cajun Navy. Big, big shout big out. Shout out yeah, Cajun, Cajun Navy, Navy came in every time, and they were they were some of the first responders to uh to make sure they that we can get people to rescue. The was going yeah, on. yeah. Big shout out to the lineman that got out there and risked their life in fifty mile per hour, sixty mile per hour wind, making sure people power was getting cut on in the middle of the storm yesterday. They ain't even a, people power got cut on and went back out because of the storm. That's how quick they were cutting the power back on. Big shout outs. Yeah, definitely big shout out to them. So and also big shout out. Uh, to to those first responders and those volunteers that did come out and sacrifice. So, uh, like I mentioned before, like a Torrance, uh, who else was out there that was uh, that was showing so Tur- much love? Um, t- damn, I th- was Tur- it Terrell? Yeah, Terrell, Terrell, Terrell was out there showing love. I know. Uh, big shout outs to Raven. Man, they said Raven was driving. Was filled with local people, boats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like. People yes, were people out there were literally on their boat, like just trying to help people out. Yeah, and my daddy had a canoe. He was trying to save people, but he flipped <laughs> over. So shout out to my dad. You feel me? He flipped over, and you he know, tried. He, he tried. Really didn't save nobody. Like he just really bought the canoe for no reason, but it was just effort. Like we all put effort in. <laughs> shout it. out to him because look, now I know that was a hard. Time, like my daddy was stubborn. He was one of the prime examples. Like I'm telling him to evacuate. He gonna send me a picture two hours later that he bought a canoe from Walmart. <laughs> He never ever took a swimming lesson or nothing. And then I got a call yesterday that he tried to use the canoe and he flipped over. But shout out to my dad, though. So speaking of that, I mean, I'm not definitely calling your dad stubborn or, or, or for Very that. stubborn. But what about the people that had a way to get out? They, we we planned a way. So funds wasn't involved. It wasn't like they they couldn't say they couldn't do it because of X, Y, and Z. We gave everybody an ample opportunity to leave out. And they decided on stating. What do you say to those people? I ain't gonna step on no toes, but this is what I want y'all to know for the next time. Just as fast as y'all gonna call that 1-800 number this week for them emergency food stamps, is as fast as y'all need to get y'all ass up out of town next time they tell y'all to leave. Oh, yeah. Like, be prepared, man. Be smart. Have a game plan. Don't tell them next time when the storm come, oh, I live through Florence. I can live through anything. I can get half of y'all say that right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going out around right now and just say uh, I was a hurricane relief survivor. Boy, if you don't get- You was a hurricane who? Relief, a hurricane survivor. What from Florence? Yeah, but like we took it, we got refugees in our house. Man, people know us right now. Like right? you feel me? Like not being funny, but like we got loved ones all the way from back home that's camped up in our crib right exactly, now. Exactly. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you know, 
just to give a little laugh inside to it. The city really owed me some of them emergency stamps too. Yeah, I put my work in. We gonna definitely find a way to get some yeah, stamps. I put my work in. Next time, we just need to be more prepared. We need to take heed to stuff. We need to realize that things can't happen to us. And then another thing, like, and I hate to keep going the Baptist way because I ain't, in, you know, I ain't trying to get religious on y'all, but God do want you to be praying and he do want you to have faith and he do want you to feel you know protected but god also wants you to have a uh, uh some kind of sense of mind like he don't want you to be no dummy so when they tell you to get out of there get out of there like just be smart like god got me i'm prayed up ain't nothing gonna happen to this house God do got you, but God giving you a sense of mind to tell you to get the hell up out of there. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. That's one thing that kind of bothered me because I was talking to my grandma and I was talking to like some of my aunts and I was telling them, hey, that it was real important that you need to get up out of there. Like this is supposed to be a big hurricane that can cause major flooding. And the one thing they said is just pray for me. Like, no, we're giving you signs right now to get out. Like, you, you're getting signs. This is probably God. We and already me prayed and God you told signs. us to yeah, get you Exactly. Out of there. We <laughs> prayed and God told me to get you out of there. And you're going to tell me to pray again. So, what you telling them? I need to pray twice? The God put them people that's in that town. Like, God put them there. The, note, the, the ones that's predicting this and telling you that. You know that's God work. Exactly. You ain't never heard a uh, you ain't never heard a story about the about the dude in the water that was drowning and three boats came each time the uh, the boats came. He said no, uh, God is gonna come save me and they exactly. turned back around. Then he happened to drown. Then he go up to God and he asked God like, why didn't you save me? Ooh. And God was like, hey, I sent you three boats and you never took the opportunity. Make sure that you see the signs and you take the opportunities exactly. because people are right here. People like meteorologist Rob out here that's really giving you Don't that insight, giving you that social media presence to let you know that. Hey, this is a big, big storm. This can impact you effectively, and you need to get out. You need to show your support as well. So definitely, once again, Rob, always I do appreciate you coming, uh, coming on the podcast. Uh, once again, really big shout outs and big kudos to you. Uh, I, I can't name another person that was on social media more active than you. Give showing your support, sharing, quoting, giving everything that you did on social media. We can't do nothing but give you your hands down and appreciate. Appreciate you for everything you did on that. This is another episode of Burn Notice Podcast. Uh, before I do that, uh, Rob, where can everybody follow your your flame? You can follow me on um, follow me on Facebook, Robert Gala. Follow me on Instagram, Rob G underscore Upstairs. Mm, I can't eat upstairs in the upper room. Nah, nah, nah. Correction, Rob G underscore Upscale. Um, follow me on Snapchat, Rob G one 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 one. Um, follow me on WCTI News Channel 12 <laughs> That's exactly what I'm about to say Rob G We need to Hey, hey, hey what, What's the channel over there in New Bern? WCTI 12 WCTI 12 Please uh, we, I want everybody to share that We need to get Robert Gala on WTTI 12 WTTI Listen to And WTTI. that's really the truth Like I If y'all If you guys want Rob to get on WTTI Is that TTI? WCTI Oh CC WCTI Twitter. But I sound like Webby on the yeah, Breakfast Club. Yo, if you want to see Robert Gaylor on WCTI 12, please share this right now. Let's uh, share it. I know they have a tw uh, Twitter or something. We need to get him up there. Uh, he needs to get his praises and he needs to get his due diligence. I promise you. Let's get him up there right now. But once again, it was another episode of Burn Notice Podcast. Uh, this is Dante and we are out. We are war with the universe. The sky is falling, and the only thing that can
sensitivity and compassion. And there you have it. Another episode of Burn Notice Podcast is in the wraps. Uh, at this time, I want to give a special shout out to all the first responders and all the volunteers that support it and are still supporting New Bern City and the Carolinas as uh, many are trying to get back to a livable situation. Uh, I've been back to the city and seen the devastation that it left. And, and let me tell you, it's tough to witness. Uh, Burn Notice Podcast has donated water, food and other supplies and will continue to serve as a catalyst for a brighter tomorrow. Uh, remember that the fight isn't over though We still have a lot to do And it's a lot to get done To get the city back on its feet Not just the city, the state Continue to support each other And be there for one another As simple as that If you see someone down Help them out Let's not look for a pat on the back Let's not look for any kind of recognition Just do what's right to help one another for any donations, events, or service you would like to contribute, please email us at burnnoticepod at gmail.com. We would love to support and collab. Uh, and as always, thank you for tuning in. We support you because you support us. I mean, please follow us at IG, on Twitter at Burn Notice Pod, and Facebook at Burn Notice Podcast. And remember, in order to find your true light, you must solidify your fire, follow your flame. This is Burn Notice Podcast. We out. And if you come from under that water, then there's fresh air. Just breathe, baby. God's got a blessing to spare. Yes, I know the process is so much stress, but it's the progress that feels the best. Cause I came from the project straight to success. And your neck so try they can't steal your pride, it's inside. Then find it and keep on grinding. Cause in every dark cloud, there's a silver line that I know. I do it for the niggas where I came from. I do it for the city where I came up. Yo, you're new here, right? I'm from North Carolina. Carolinas, we don't have too much hip-hop representation. Especially consistent guys that stay out. A star and still consistent. Was one from Raleigh, they show me love. Charlotte showed me mad love. Incredible Vietnam. love. Incredible love. Greensboro is like one of my strongest markets, period. Raleigh.